Hello and welcome to Cruising for a Reviewsin, the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my friend, Ari. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> thank you. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of practice with no, <laughs> podcasting. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. It took us a little while to get this sorted because COVID is still yes. a problem in Australia and it's very exciting. We have been in lockdowns and I did take a little break just because... Yeah, I'm getting down to the sort of tail end mm. of the movies. And yeah, then COVID came back. So yeah. unfortunately, but I'm back and I'm joined by a friend who has not seen a movie and we've finally teed up time to talk about it. So I'm really excited. Me too. First of all, we'll tell you what the movie is before we get too carried away. It is 2003's The Last Samurai. Now, this is a movie that people avoid, and I think this is the reason why you yeah. avoided it, where yeah. people think that it is sort of a white saviour, whitewashing yep. <laughs> kind of thing where Tom Cruise isn't a samurai, why are you making a white guy a samurai? Yep. I will say this to for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, that is not the case. Mm. Uh, there is a little bit of white saviorism in that there's a white man there to help another culture fight the white man kind of like you know last of the mohicans and avatar and all those movies it's like it's a common trope there is a bit of that but tom cruise's character serves as a really good way for us to see this other culture and this other world and yeah i think all things considering considered like it's 2003 that they actually did a pretty good job i was extremely impressed by it also the era when it was made there was still so much respect for the japanese culture and the traditions by the white people Yes. That weren't the bad guys. The and good guy white people. There was not a lot of white actors in it. Yeah. They actually all they were all Japanese. Like as yeah. far as I maybe some, you know, background and what do you call them, like extras mm. were probably might have been yeah. other other South Southeast Asian countries. But. Yeah. That's what I always look for as well. Like when they have like we need Japanese actors, so let's just choose any Asians that will do. Mm. Like they didn't, they, for the most part that I could see what was ever, you know, the cast names, they were all Japanese, which mm. impressed me. Yeah, which is nice. Like it I was mean, just, it shouldn't be like that. <laughs> but whenever I notice that, I have to mention it because it is. 2003, it is directed by Edward Zwick, who has directed other things like Legends of the Fall. I think he did Jack Reacher 2, which I still haven't reviewed yet. So I don't, I don't actually know that much about him, but. Yeah, basically, we just watched a few of the, uh, what do you call it, like behind the scenes and everything and the way he and Tom Cruise talk about, like he obviously very, very passionate about this and it was all done very carefully and with like lots of dignity and grace and which is 2003, very nice. Yes. Quickly, before we start, would you just want to, in like one sentence, tell me what you thought about this movie? (laughs) I really, one sentence, that's really difficult. (laughs) Maybe two. It completely changed my perspective. I was one of those people that avoided the movie because of I thought that Tom Cruise was the last samurai, Mm. but he was not. And I was just really – some parts made me laugh, but I was very impressed. Excellent. And I was kind of upset at myself that I hadn't watched it before. Yeah, I think a lot of people are missing out. Like a really high-quality movie. It was extremely – I love samurai and that was really good. So the only thing that I think valid criticisms – and I I know the filmmakers are aware of this – is that – they portrayed the samurai as being like these wonderful, noble, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> how it's, how do you word it? Just, yeah, really noble, like, like warriors, heroes, yeah. that sort of thing. When realistically it was a really outdated, yeah. it was feudal Japan, like yeah. that just was still existing in the yeah. 1800s. And it was, which is sexist, yeah. like patriarchal society. Yeah. And yeah, they have a caste system, like it's not great. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, the samurai were the villains. Yeah, yeah, and they were glorifying their samurais and making them 
Yeah, so but but also like the, the samurai don't exist anymore, and it's the, I don't think the samurais you know didn't commit genocide. Like when, yeah. you, when we look at colonialism, yeah. and you know we should never look at that in a positive way. That's right. Whereas you know samurai, there is a romanticism there yeah. that's really nice, and even yeah. though we can we can ignore some of the shitty stuff as well. <laughs> it was also really cool, like a thousand it. years of like all this yeah. tradition and like their armor and everything looks oh, cool as fuck. Their armor is so cool. I just I love it. So I was yeah. I was definitely fangirling about the armor the whole way through it. <laughs> the horns and the masks. Yeah, and just like so cool. Can you imagine that? I mean, no non-Japanese people ever would have fought them. Really? It, just in general, just having to come up against But that. coming up against that, it's kind of yeah. like the Maoris in yes. New Zealand. Like when white people came against that, that would have been very, what like the they fuck? had a very yeah. intimidating and threatening way. But it never white people never actually fought against Japan because Japan just fucking <laughs> shot and killed everyone. Like not shot, like <laughs> Chopped off the heads of anyone who came yeah. to the country, which is yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of history here. Like I, this is one of my more, most research podcasts, and I had to stop myself. I'm like, you can't know the entire history of samurai. Or I'm I'm frustrated. That I couldn't learn the entire history of samurai because yeah. <laughs> I want to, and it's just there's so much. Yeah, like um, I was looking into what's the the code of honor called. Um, Bushido. Bushido. Yeah. So looking into that, I'm like, okay, you can't. I, I read so much about this. Like when I'm in bed on my phone, I like yeah. just read about all these samurai and it's fascinating. their relationships. And- okay. Well, we'll get into the movie and it's, I think this is going to be a long one. So obviously because I've had some time off and everything, um, I'm very excited. Like I haven't watched a lot of Tom Cruise movies in the last like six weeks that I haven't been podcasting and watching this and knowing it's such a banger. Like it's, it's been very exciting to me. So we're probably going to talk a lot. That's fine. Um, and if you hear a lot of wind, it's very windy in Brisbane today. So um, I'm sorry, I'll try and edit that out, but we'll see how we go. Uh, yeah, so we'll go through the movie as much as we can. And um, yeah, hopefully you've seen the movie. If not, go watch it first. Should, probably, yeah. yeah, definitely. Highly go. recommend it. Yes. Okay, so the movie starts... We see beautiful, nice, beautiful shots of Japan and we hear a voiceover from an actor who we introduced it to a little bit later talking about the origin of Japan and it's all very like philosophical and like four swords taken out of the ocean and four yeah. drops, which is very nice. I've never heard of that. I love that. This movie, yeah. yeah. We see one of the main actors who is played by Ken Watanabe. He plays... Uh, the samurai, I guess, general's not the word, but he's like the... He's, he's a, a lord. Lo- he's a yeah. lord and he's like the head of the clan of these samurai. Like I said, we can't go into all the details of the samurai, but <laughs> we'll go we'll trip over it as much as we can and um, we'll try and pronounce names as best we can. But as much as we are kind of weebs, like we, we may not actually... I, I, I will do my best because yeah. I don't want to be the person that just completely sabotages yeah. a non I've, I learned Japanese name. for a couple of years. Like I should <laughs> know this better than I yeah. do, but we'll do our best. Uh, so yeah, Ken Watanabe plays Katsumoto. He's a big lord and... And that's basically how the Japan was divided up into all these sections and each section would have a lord and the lord would run that area mm. and he would answer to the shogun who was like the leader underneath the emperor because the emperor was more considered more of a god yeah. than an actual leader, kind yeah. of like the pope. A good example is like <laughs> what the pope is to the Catholic religion. Mm. He's actually got no power but he's the head <laughs> of it, yeah. Like a puppet. Yeah. So Ken Watanabe is meditating and he has these images of a white tiger <laughs> As like a vision, which comes into play a bit later. We're introduced to Tom Cruise. Now, he plays a character called Nathan Algren. Now, he was a captain in the Civil War in the US. So he fought the North. So he's... You're doing good. Not a, not a, not a shit guy from the South. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he is an alcoholic. He, like, we find out pretty quickly that he had a lot of PTSD mm. from the fights. He fought alongside, not a general, a colonel, who we introduced too soon, who 
Sounds like he was a bit of a shit cunt too. Yeah. And they were actually involved in the Indian Wars. So my literally limited knowledge of yeah. the wars and the Civil War. So the Civil War was fought for slavery and everything, North versus South. But kind of around the same time, if not at the same time, there were Indian Wars where the Native American population were fighting back yeah. against colonialism and that all kind of happened around the same time. So when you're killing like your brothers and sisters from you're other states, everyone, you're mate. also <laughs> killing so many Indian, oh, I shouldn't say Indian, uh, Native American folks. Yeah. yeah. So obviously he has a lot of PTSD and you see a lot of flashbacks. As the movie goes on, um, he's working as a Winchester, <laughs> sa- like, I don't even know what you're like, yeah. a hype man? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> hype man, yeah. <laughs> like he's not a salesperson, but because he was actually in the war, he was he's like the mascot. Yeah, he kind of ranked highly. There's a new gun that you don't actually have to reload. After every couple of bullets, like it has seven. Anyway, oh, he yeah. he comes out like he's forced out because he's absolutely drunk, and he kind of dicks up the whole presentation because he starts shooting and terrifying people and making horrible jokes and yeah, and explaining like you know scalping. seeing people yeah dead and yeah. rotting in the sun. And oh yeah, that's right, horrifying yeah. everybody. So yeah, he um, gets fired immediately for that because yeah, he's not doing his job no. very well. <laughs> Uh, but in the audience is Billy Connolly, who is only in this movie for a little while, but he plays Sergeant Gant. His name was – I can't remember his first name. It was called him Zeb. Like um, he was, he just fought alongside Nathan Algren in the Civil War. He's got a job offer for him and he's like, unless you want to work in, keep working in the theatre, uh, <laughs> you might want to take this up. So uh, he's taken to meet with Dickhead. Colonel oh, – Tony. Him. Tony's the actor. <laughs> Tony, so Tony Goldwyn, who the only thing I know him from is he was the absolute dickhead villain in Ghost who gets fucking oh, taken away I by really the I really liked dude. him. Like he was a horrible person in this movie. Well, he movie. plays such a horrible movie in that and this. I'm like, oh, he's I have to see. Great. I need to see you in a movie yeah. where you're not a piece of shit because yeah. you're like too big. He's just piece great. I loved his voice. Yeah. He's just a really good person that you don't like. Yeah, very patronising. Yeah. I'm yeah, um, better villain. than you. Uh, so he's Colonel Bagley. Yeah, he outranked uh, Nathan. Algren in the army and I, from what we understand he made some really horrible decisions about yeah. slaughtering families yeah. of Native Americans. Yeah, just shooting little kids in the back as they yeah. were running from you. And, you know, Algren was kind of like, let's not do this. And he's like, I'm the boss, let's do it. Yeah. So, cool. And then Algren just had to go with him, which I didn't, like, that was, I guess you didn't really have a chance. Well, you'd you, be like, you couldn't just stand on the hill like whatever. Yeah, like you, yeah. you actually would. It was just horrible. You probably got your head chopped off if you'd. Disobeyed orders yeah. back then. I don't know. Deserter or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Well, how great's war? Oh, I just hate. I was just like, because we're white. Yeah. I'm like, can you imagine being a Native American and then watching this movie and knowing that that's exactly what happened to your ancestors? Mm. Like, fuck that. Yeah, no. I just. And no, <laughs> I hate and it. Like, yeah, I, even if you knew that people were doing it reluctantly and like, I don't care, like, you still did yeah, it. Yeah, you're still and, doing it. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah, it's real fucked, hey. Um, so, yeah, this is why Nathan Algren has so much PTSD. Yeah, like, he which, was extremely disillusioned. Yeah. Which so, I liked because it's like he wasn't the white guy that was yeah. doing everything right. He was yeah. he was a very flawed character who yeah. Yeah, who had done some terrible, terrible things. So, yeah, he, this meeting is with two Japanese men, one of which is his name is Omura and he – so he's played by Masato Harada. He is the ch- chief advisor to the uh, emperor – so the way oh, – so this is really to get into historical context here. Yeah. The way – yeah, so it used to be emperor, shogun, and the lords. But the emperor is now 
trying to modernize and become a mm. bit more like the bit more like the Western world. And boy, did Japan really like now Japan are like hundred years ahead of us. Like yeah, they're like we're feudal, yeah. and now we're like shoom. yeah. It's it blows my mind. Um, yeah. I was thinking about that on the drive out here. Yeah, like they're like so far in front of us yeah. all the time now. You know, it was like it's lucky that they took a little while to catch up because imagine, imagine where they would be, <laughs> where they be now. Yeah. <laughs> Give us half they a chance, like, please. Flying cars everywhere. <laughs> like, the rest of us like, what? <laughs> so he's in the, the modernising, so the shogun's out. The emperor is still the leader, but now he has like a board of advisors. And so Omura is kind of like the head advisor. He's the one who's really pushing for modernisation of Japan, mm. which – in itself isn't a bad thing it's just that this guy has some sinister reasons yeah and it's like lining his own pockets yeah basically because he it's benefiting him and his family and And, yeah because he owns the railways and they're trying to build train which i mean being on japanese trains like best in the world good on you (laughs) i'm like oh it's hard to hate you when i know you actually did really good things for your country but you're also a big jerk you don't like it (laughs) so yeah amura and this um other japanese fellow which uh, does not get introduced this bit like it was good the way it's done like i know it's acting but I didn't like it because it was like this other guy who I can't even pronounce his name. And I was like, what the fuck? But then when I tried to look him up, he's not even – the character doesn't have a name. He's just a mirror's advisor or assistant yeah. or whatever. Far out. Yeah, they explain that they need – they've got all these people from different countries to help them with modernising Japan and they now want Americans to come and help them with their army because they actually have to fight uprising against some disillusioned – I don't know if they go into the details then. Basically, the samurai are like, mm. no, we want to stick with the old ways – out with the out with the new keep yeah. the keep the old and yeah they they need help fighting and then you know if all goes well then there'll be like a, a treaty where we trade exclusively with the US which would obviously be very beneficial to the mm. US Tom and Cruise end up reluctantly kind of taking the job because they're like, well, you get paid $25 a week with Winchester, but with us, we'll pay you $400 yeah. a month. And he's like, make it 500 <laughs> Yeah, each. And then, <laughs> each, and then we get extra. It's pretty savvy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, how many other war heroes you got lying around? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, yeah, true. Uh, this is a thing I found, because they were talking about the money stuff, and one a fact I found out is, so feudal Japan, before like 1850s, when America finally actually penetrated and got actually spoke to people, they didn't have banks they didn't have mm. like you look at the landscape there's like no lines like electricity or telegram wines like it's it's so basic like yeah. it's so yeah not it's just not stuck modern. in time yeah, yeah. like a, it would have been fascinating like to go back in time to like the early 1800s and see what japan is yeah. like and what it would be like in like a hundred years yeah like blows my mind yeah that's what i figured that's what i was like why are they filming in new zealand but then i was like because there's probably not this much space in Japan to represent what yeah. it was like back then because it would just... Yeah, actually, yeah, that's um, a good point. It was actually completely... No, it wasn't completely filmed. It was mostly filmed in New Zealand. There was a, st- a stage in LA where they filmed, like, the village. Yeah. And, and all, I think and Tokyo. Like the in- Yeah, the inside of, the like, the throne room. Yeah. And then they filmed a bit in Japan, like Kyoto and Kobe and, like, sort of surround. So... That would probably be just for like establishing shots and stuff. Mm. Whereas, yeah, I think New Zealand's probably the only place in the world. Like they can never overdevelop New Zealand because they're like the film industry would just yes worldwide would go bust. I said to Tim, we should move there so we can do the extras in like every movie ever because everything's filmed there. They're hopefully still going to do it. They're meant to be filming a bunch of Mission Impossible Seven. They're meant to be filming that in New Zealand. I'm like, I'm moving New Zealand. And they're like, do you need a weird rainbow head lady? They're like, yeah, you're in the shots. If I'd be kicked out by either Tom Cruise or Christopher McCrory, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm banned they from the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it saying? Like, senpai noticed yep. me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he agrees. He gets a little jab in at Bagley. He's like, you know, obviously the way as I'll offer, he tells him jap- Japos, like as oh, a, which oh I imagine was God. a big slur. Like, it's not a, not a slur I've ever heard 
in my no, lifetime but you menus. can tell that it, that's what it was yeah. supposed to be. I was just like, what the fuck is this movie? Because <laughs> my brother had to acknowledge the second Japanese guy at yeah. the table and then they're calling him Jappos. And yeah. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, oh, I'll fight them, I'll fight, I'll fight Indians, I'll fight whatever for, for the right price, but just to let you know, I would kill you for free. <laughs> Tim turns to me and he's like, that was the corniest line. I'm like, that was my favourite. That was so good. <laughs> he like, has to let him know. I'm like, oh, fuck Yeah, him. that was good. And it's called, also called foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> he feels like, because he, he does a little bit of like his own narration. So he writes everything down like a diary. Yeah. And he says like, basically he feels like killing rebellious tribal leaders is all he's good for. Yes. So whatever, he's going to do it. Fine. Yeah, that's his purpose in life. Big sulk. Yeah. Um, oh, there's so many parts in the very beginning. Every time he'd like look up, like I know he's traumatized and he's been through a lot, but it was just like it reminded me of my almost teenager. Yeah, <laughs> and his moods, and I was just like, oh, okay, just <laughs> like, Ugh. are you alcoholic or you're a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lots of sulks. Well, so he sails to Japan and he meets up with a character called Simon Graham who is played by Timothy Spall who would know Spall Spall who you know as Peter Pettigrew in the Harry Potter movies um he's been in heaps he's actually a really good actor and he yeah he's a translator and a photographer so he sort of explains that he had a job over there but he got fired because he was too honest so now he's like I quite honestly translate people's lies to each other so like (laughs) which would be a very lucrative job like imagine like no very few Japanese people would speak English and no one would speak Japanese. Mm. Like, yeah, if you if you were a linguist and you could, like, pick that up, yeah. it would be a great job. Yeah, that's what I did like about that character was that he was a white guy in Japan, but he wasn't a dick about it. Like, he yeah. was he loved the culture and he was respectful of it. Yeah. And- like, and he knew, he actually knew all of the societal expectations yeah. as well. So um, they introduced to the emperor pretty quickly and he's like, like if, he, if this happens, you do this. You bow, if yeah. he bows, you bow lower. If he looks at you, then you can talk. Like, yeah. That's and then when thing. they're leaving, it's like, now backwards, backwards, now turn. Like, it was <laughs> a little choreographer. I was reading a list on Wikipedia of all the etiquette in just general yeah. doing things in Japan. And like, yeah, handing a business card, you have to hold it both hands at the start of a meeting. You have to present it and you have to accept it with two hands. Like it was all this this stuff. And like we see in the movie um, a lot, like whenever one of the characters has to close the door, she was kneels down. Yeah, she was kneels and opens it. And closes them. Yeah, and I read, I know if I'm remembering wrongly, that like the hand that you use, there's like a certain hand you use to open and shut the door as well. Like it's not just random. It's just everything has a purpose and like a symbolic or something. I would be so fucked in that. Oh, my God. (laughs) It just shows you how like uncultured and crappy we really are. (laughs) Like I I can't even walk through a door. I walk into the doorway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, they have, what are they called? The the thin paper walls? (laughs) Yeah. I just think I'd be falling through them. (laughs) I would be constantly (laughs) crashing through them. (laughs) I need a solid house. Yeah, this car and like fucking falling through a wall because I literally need to. Oh, oh my! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they meet the emperor. There's a pomp and bowing and everything. The emperor asks Nathan directly about Native Americans, and Bagley says something about how yeah we those bastards in a very mm. posh very nice way of saying it but yeah basically that and when he, Nathan's asked he's like they are very brave like he oh I liked yeah I liked that bit the respect like yeah. there's, there's respect and you can tell that he wasn't just yeah, he's glorified like, he wasn't, war hero that enjoyed what he was doing yeah, he's like they weren't just savages that yeah, yeah they were like yeah. very brave warriors and so yeah. that's you know, makes him also better for this job because even though come across tribal uh, people who are starting rebellion, like understanding that they are very good at their job. Yeah, they're not savages. Yeah. But that word savage gets thrown around so much in this movie. It does. Like, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Stop it. 
Um, yeah, train, they start training the soldiers. So, yeah, his job is basically, I don't think we actually covered that, is to train the soldiers. And so Japan's not had guns. So they've got all these guns from America. Um, in real life, I think they actually got them from France. They were, yeah. It wasn't actually the Americans that did this. It was actually the French. I started um, re- watching, there was a documentary on Netflix about samurai. Oh, really? I can't remember which one it was. I don't think it was Nobunaga. I think it was someone else. They found like a shipwreck of guns and stuff. So this samurai warlord had guns. Oh, wow. But then I think then they eventually got like proper guns in because yeah. for this. Yeah, like if you could find an advantage over your yeah. enemy, you're like, why wouldn't Swords you? And, yeah. yeah. So training them and everything. We meet uh, the General Hasegawa, General of the Imperial Army, who is this tiny, like they talk about, is she's short in stature but commands a lot of respect. And he's like this tiny Japanese man with the most perfect oh, moustache. Oh, what a beautiful moustache. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was so sweet. Like his he was hats. very, uh, like, really well put together. Yeah. Like he was like a really nicely made up man. Nathan's like, I need to know about, you know, what the weapons they have. And they're like, oh no, samurai don't disgrace themselves with guns. It's like, what? They, just, they use bows and arrows and, not, and yeah. swords? Like, that's wild. But looking into that a tiny bit. So at first they did have guns and they were – but then when they realised how quickly it was modernising, that's when they withdrew and were like, okay, no, we want to keep with the old yes, ways and yep, everything. So they, they, not yeah. that they didn't know what guns were, which is kind they of inferred in the movie. Yeah. 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 But, that's yeah, right. they, they did, but they chose – not to use them anymore. Which is and like also, admirable. But also it looks cool as hell in the movie. Like <laughs> So cool. Oh, my God. I don't know, like, I they look so much better than like the army in their little Civil War kind yeah. of style uniforms. You've got yeah. these amazing samurai with a huge armour and their demon hats. Yeah, and, multiple oh. swords. Like, cool yeah. as fuck. Uh, so and he also finds out that Hasegawa is, was actually a samurai who fought alongside Katsumoto. Yeah, I missed I miss that. Until I saw it just before in the behind the scenes, I missed yeah. that part. I just thought. Yeah, he was just, just a general. But yeah, just no, he's. Just a nice man. <laughs> was from the probably from the same clan and everything. Yeah. Like he has a conversation with um, Simon Graham about. Uh, so Simon Graham's telling him about writing a book about samurai. He just needs to translate a bunch of other books to get some more information, but they're very secretive. And it's uh, what's his name? Zeb is like, you should hear. Like if he, he was just needs to spend a little bit of time in Japan, and he'll be able to speak the language because he can speak. Native, like he can speak oh, Native yeah, American yeah. really easily. And Graham's like, oh, a linguist, and like asking, tell me how to say all these like all these kind of rotten things like <laughs> boiling in hot oil and all this. Oh sort of yeah, stuff. he got a bit carried away. Yeah, and. Nathan yeah. gets real shitty with him and like descriptively describes scalping. And yeah. Like tosses his hair and everything. And he's like, he doesn't quite get the hint. Like, um, yeah. What's his face? Simon is like, oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, Zeb's going to have to like, oh, I should go to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think Nathan wants to talk about it at no. all. He was not picking up the social cues. There. No, no. <laughs> This is like shows some more of his PTSD flashbacks yeah. um, to show like how badly affected he was. And when, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just inter- glad that you're taking interest in samurais. Like, I don't care about give a fuck about the samurais. I just need to know how to kill, how to defeat them yeah. kind of thing, which we find out is not true. He changes his mind very soon. Um, the plot, the plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> Big weeb, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> While training, there it's revealed to them by Omura that one of the train lines has been attacked by samurais or something, sabotage or something, and they have to go fight immediately. And Nathan's like, they're not ready. Like they're mm. they're all basically peasants who yeah. have been conscripted. And he's he proves his point by being getting one of them to shoot at him while he's like, if you don't, sh- he doesn't shoot me, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. And he's like shooting at him to get him. And the poor guy's like trying to like it's a oh, old fashioned gun, unreal. Like, Pushing the gunpowder down yeah. and everything, like, oh boy. Um, and he's just like shitting himself, that poor guy. Yeah. 
And, like, he doesn't want to shoot him and then he's got to try and do it fast at the same time. And then when he does shoot him, he misses by a long shot. And also Nathan's kind of like, please shoot me. Like, he yeah. just wants to <laughs> be in my misery. Yeah. <laughs> I think he knew he was going to fully miss. Yeah. So he, yeah, even though he, he makes proved his point, yeah. big point, like, they're not ready. They still have to march out and go fight. So this is the first big battle of the movie. Yeah, because I think someone was saying, like, they just have, like, little bows and arrows. Like, they yeah, got they're sticks. Yeah, they're savages and with sticks. Like, yeah. When they go, they actually go seek them out. They don't know where the samurai are, but they like the samurai can't find us. They're in this forest somewhere and very cool, very foggy, dark. Yeah. And which you know Shilling. doesn't seem like a great battle plan because no. then Samurai should have use the that later advantage. On. Yeah. Should use that at the end of the movie. Yeah. So broad daylight. Yeah, the Samurai do find him and Hasagawa actually refuses to fight because he doesn't want to fight against his old yeah. lord or whatever. I just there's some bits of movies I just completely miss the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Like 10, but but when I, when I realize this I'm like that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. To me certain parts. <laughs> <laughs> So Nathan kind of takes charge. He's not meant to. He's like he's not meant to be a combatant. But mm. yeah, he's like, like whatever. Bag- I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, Bagley goes out the back and everything. Um, well, he tried to send him. Yeah, and, and Bagley's like, with all res- all due respect, sir. That's a bullshit idea. Yeah. Like, because he knew what he was doing to try and save his life and like yeah. get him off the front. And Zeb, it was also like. I'm not going either. Yeah. Like, oh, the, yeah. do respect to kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Just great. cute. So they fight and unfortunately Zeb is killed in the yes. fight. In fact, a lot of soldiers on the Imperial Army side are killed because they, they don't. They have like, Yeah, it was a slaughter. And also like they're meant to you know, hold until a certain point when he says fire and then they fire. Like it's, uh, the They strategy, don't even know how to use the gun. No, they all, they all panic and start shooting. And so when the samurai are actually within range, they all have to reload. And so yeah. they get absolutely fucking slaughtered. Yeah. And the samurai coming out of the mist. Oh, yeah. So and cool. And they demon <laughs> armor with their swords and in this battle, they actually are wearing like the full regalia with yeah. their heads and like, their masks. masks and everything, which they don't later in the movie. Which you think, it's why would they do it? But you wouldn't matter know which actor is which. Like that's literally for a film, like a, <laughs> yeah. a film point of view. That's true. Like how I want to know that like fucking hottie Katsumoto is where he is at all. I times, would have known so. from his eyes because <laughs> I've been staring. Just zooming in. I've been their staring eyes. deeply into his eyes all movie. <laughs> It's very true. Like, you just had to see this guy, like, do the serious eye yeah. move. And you like, whoa, he's so yep. mad. That's him. That's um, my man. Because <laughs> like we were saying before, like, the this movie is full of face acting. Like, yeah. more so than any other. Like, there's lots of battles and everything, but everyone's faces are so expressive. A lot of emotions and... Oh, yeah. Mm. Nathan's knocked off his horse and he has been stabbed multiple times and then there's, like, four or five samurai surrounding him. <laughs> Because I'm still sceptical at this point in this movie. When I start watching, I'm still very sceptical about it. I'm like, ooh, here's the one guy fighting an entire army of samurai who it was mentioned before, this is their occupation for the last thousand years. Yeah. Has literally been war. Yeah. Like, so just because they have bows and arrows and swords doesn't mean that they're shit at it. Yeah. Like, and here he is, the white guy from America, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Gonna fight everybody. He's gonna fight everyone off, but but it was actually very impressive because he is a man who has nothing to left, nothing yes. to lose, and so he's like, oh well, I'm gonna keep fighting. I'll take as many out as I can. Mm-hmm. He manages to stab one in the neck in this mm-hmm. beautiful red samurai armor, mm-hmm. and uh, Katsumoto sees him and he's like, he's holding because he's, he's fighting with this spear that has the the flag, the flag on it, the uh, white with tiger, the white tiger, and he's like, hey, my vision. And Katsumoto's looking at Tom Cruise, and then at the tiger flag, <laughs> and they have the same face on, <laughs> and I was still like. Like, I knew he'd be the white tiger. But that's as far as it goes. Like, it's yeah. not like a – he's not called the white tiger or yeah. anything. Yeah. Thank he's God. just like – yeah, he's a very – because he's a Buddhist man, we find out later. So he's probably very yeah, very philosophical and just like, okay, that's my sign. That's his sign, yeah. Yeah. And um, he was fighting very well. Yeah. It was like he was doing his damn best Like, he's about die. to get, like – 
kill that's when he kills the guy in the red red armor. Yeah, is he's about to be like impaled on a sword, and he just stabs the spear up into his yeah, guy's the, the, neck. It's like a broken stick or yeah. something. Yeah, and so yeah, it is very impressive. And so they decide to so um, keep him. Katsumoto, <laughs> yeah, is just like okay, we're gonna keep him. I think I think most people know is that which is something that has maintained throughout, like even through World War Two, is the samurai code of honor. Mm-hmm. And if you are defeated in battle, it's a huge it's yeah. shame. It's yeah. a really shameful thing. So you uh, do what's called seppuku, seppuku, yep. seppuku. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just so upset. Like, no, obsessed is such a terrible word. I'm very interested in all that bushido stuff. Yeah. Like the seppuku, like the honor. Mm, like it's like better to yeah people die. Still, I'm not still doing it. I think my last guy that did it was like in the 70s or something. Oh really? Like it's like a political statement, and it didn't go well. Oh no! <laughs> like it didn't work well. Yeah, it's probably like something that you know practice because obviously no, the end result. Yeah. But like yeah, you have to be in a very specific set yeah. of mind to be able to do that because I think yeah. our brain actually resists the urge for us to do that. Like, That's what I heard. Like you can't stab yourself because your brain stops you. Yeah, I'm like well. The so, Japanese, yeah, so the mind it. of a manner that yeah. they must have to develop over years and years. Yeah. yeah. So I think because they're doing it for a reason as well, because they believe it's not like just doing it because oh, I want to kill myself. It's this is for my family. This is the yeah. honor. This is my legacy. Like yeah. I have to do this. I yeah, I died in battle. Like dying yeah. in battle to them is a very, yeah. very positive thing, I guess you'd say. Like it's, it's, an, it's an honor. honor. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's a big word. Of the day, <laughs> it is isn't it? <laughs> a theme. Um, he's taken back to the village and um, is spared. As he's getting taken away on a horseback, he sees uh, Igawa. Uh, Igawa, yeah, Igawa, yeah. He sees Igawa kneeling down, and he could, and yeah, he seppuku, and he gets his head chopped off by Katsumoto. And but I think he didn't actually he didn't understand seppuku then. No, no, no. He, so didn't he no just idea. saw him stand, kneeling on his knees and the game beheaded, but he didn't see him like disemboweling himself yeah. first. So he was like kind of like passing out on the horse. So he just, just sees him like, decapitate an innocent man yeah like a man who's like a, a man that had who no has submitted yes that has no weapons on him and mm. so yeah to a white person without knowing the context yeah, it would like, be like that's a really disrespectful like you should have yeah, kept you, him alive you had honor yeah. yeah they take him to a village like one they everyone's quite mad about it it's like they want to really want to yeah, kill him because he killed one of the samurai yeah. uh, Hatsumoto introduced himself to Nathan and Nathan just sits there but he also he is very badly injured and yeah he is war, like, he's not he's not going well <laughs> his life's been a bit shitty <laughs> and then all that happened like he's watching one of his best mates being killed and then and Katsumoto's speaking to him in English I think yeah. and he's just like what the heck like <laughs> What planet am I on? Because, yeah, he also would have a very vague understanding of what the samurai are like as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be a lot. So he's basically told this is my son's village and it's about to be winter, which means you can't escape. Like this is – that's it. You're, yeah, you're here until you're a prisoner. spring when it yeah. melts the snow. Um, he meets his son. So Nobutada, oh, which is his son. Who's what very, an angel. I just love that guy. He's so cute. And he's – the English phrase that he likes to use a couple of times in this movie is <laughs> just like, is jolly good. And as he leaves, he's like, jolly good. And awesome. He's just he, – like he, he – owns he runs the village and he's the son of the lord yeah. of all the samurai but he's just he's funny he's got like really funny little personality like everything's like really exciting to him he's really yeah. enthusiastic but he's really intelligent too like some mm. of the things that he said I was like you are smart and you're beautiful yeah he's such a handsome boy what a too. good boy I have uh, believe me when I say this is great for eye candy like it is it's you want to see lots of it handsome good, men yeah being very honorable and um with long hair with long hair acting oh. with their faces <laughs> and swords and their samurai yeah. Come on. So good. Ticking all the boxes here. <laughs> that, that's where we also meet. So he's kind of like one of the main. Um, oh, my God. I don't know. What the it's like a right-hand is. man. Kind Almost of. like a right-hand it's, man. It feels like he's it. also a master swordsman. Uh, is Ujio, who is played by Hiroyuki Sanada, who you, we'd know from. Oh, my God. 
He's Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. He's very good in that. And he's also, yeah, it was very hard to concentrate in this movie whenever he was on the screen because I'm just like heavy sighing. <laughs> he's in 47 Ronin as well, which is, this is what I thought last time I was going to be like. Oh. Because I was like, oh, 47 Ronin. Like I knew the story about the 47 yeah. Ronin. I had a feeling it wasn't going to be done really well. Hey, Keanu Reeves. And <laughs> like bless him, but not a good choice. <laughs> I, was just, I was horrified by that movie. It was just shit. Mm-hmm. But it had Sonata in it and yeah. it made everything okay. Like, I guess I'll tolerate it just because mm. there's some handsome boys. Yeah, and then, yeah, when I found he was in Last Summer, I was like, why have I not, why have I not seen this movie before? Well, you lower my expectations. Thank God you hadn't. So I had know. Just, yes. Just talk to you about it. That's in right. This, in That's this. right. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> he was like, didn't know. But... car. <laughs> yes. We meet Tucker, who we find out pretty quickly was the wife of the samurai. That... Well, I didn't figure that out. Oh, it really? Wasn't, it's not until like a little way through it that I actually say who she is. Oh. So I'm just like, there's this beautiful woman. I think you could probably figure it out by yourself. But Tim told me. Yeah. Because I was just like. I can't remember where. I, was... I, I thought she was the samurai. I thought she was. Katsumoto? Katsumoto's wife. Yeah. And she's like, no. No, she's actually his sister. Yeah. And she, yeah, so she was the wife of the slain samurai who we don't actually ever hear his name. Which I think is really funny because can you imagine being that actor who is in the movie for all of two seconds, Mm. but that that entire movie is about you. Yeah. (laughs) Like your wife and your kids are upset and that's your armour there, but you're not even, you don't even have a name. (laughs) And the guy who kind of replaces you who killed you as well. It's kind of of wild. Sucks. (laughs) She actually nurses Nathan back to health. Like she's like sewing up his injuries. And I did notice when she was sewing up his shoulder injury, like it looks so so well done. I was actually, yeah. I wonder how, like, I'm sure it is all acting. Yeah. But it's with Tom Cruise, so you don't yeah. really know. But, yeah, look at his scars. I'm like, are those real? From, no, like, all these stars the movies. Or, like, no, no, none of them are real. They're very well done. Yeah. They, but they, then I also cannot pick CGI to save my life. So <laughs> I'm okay at picking CGI, so I thought the scars looked really well. Take and, Cara. like, yeah, watching her sew him up from the big stab wounds, like, she looks really very real. cool. Yeah. Like, I couldn't work out what the, if there's a prosthetic there. Yeah, yeah. really good. He's also suffering from really bad alcohol withdrawals. Like, he d- demands sake and, which they give yeah. him at first and she looks at him and she's like, oh, boy, this is a problem. Because he grabs the she, like little glass, little cup from her yeah. and then he just grabs the bottle and like – Just fucking nearly drowns in it. <laughs> yeah, which is just yuck. Yeah, and like, I, love not, sa- I love oh, sake. I'm I not love sake. it. I want to. I want to so badly but I just cannot. Oh, I love it and like <laughs> – You could drown Something you sip and you – know, Yeah, you're not going to smell it. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, she ends up not – like later on, uh, Nobutata's like, just let him have some and she's like, no, no. No, and he's, he's like, this, this is house. my village. And she's like, this is my house. And I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, get him out Tell of here. Tell him. Little nephew being a turd. Cute nephew, but yeah. Respect her, please. Lots of PTSD flashbacks. So as he's withdrawing from his alcohol addiction, he has lots of flashbacks. He's like screaming and ringing through the whole village because he's yeah. <laughs> having a real rough time. Um, He eventually recovers and enough, like he wakes up one day and he's like, oh, okay, I don't feel like complete shit today. Yeah. He goes for a walk and he has like this one samurai who shadows him everywhere yeah. as soon as he leaves the house, who's just known as a silent samurai. Yeah, I think that was really cool. I wouldn't be the silent samurai. That's yeah. Because he's an older guy too. Yeah, silent samurai. And then who Tom Cruise, I mean, Nathan starts calling him Bob. Yeah. Which so it was cute because he's silent Bob. he watches training exercises and you know he at one point like he starts learning about their cultures and practices Mm. like he just fucking walks through the house on the the mats with these muddy boots when he first walks in and it starts from his feet and goes up i'm like damn he's still got his shoes on (laughs) 
Like that just seems so, it's so white to me. Yeah. Like it's just such a contrast. You can't even respect these people and you're going to walk through like, what in you your money feet. In a nice house, someone a nice house. On their pretty little mats. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get clean. How do you clean the mud out of that? <laughs> Bastard. He gets like ushered out immediately. But then he gets to meet Katsumoto properly. You know, now he's recovered and um, Katsumoto introduces himself in English and says, I want to practice English with you. And he's like, what, is this why you brought me here? And he's like, mm, obviously our practices are very different. Different. Obviously, uh, in our culture, it's very rude to not introduce yourself when, yeah. when someone else introduces themselves to you. And, you know, he eventually says, this is my name. And he's like, I have questions. He's like, no, no, no that's enough today. Like, sort of dismisses him. Dismisses mm. him. Just, But he's so respectful, even though he dismiss, he's very dismissive. He kind of Nathan. always has, like, a little humour. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, just I'm, entertained by this yeah. white guy that's here, this American. Like, he was like, I have enjoyed this conversation very much. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. That's it. We're done with um, He does, Nathan does stop him in his tracks when he asks about, oh, this is where he finds out. So, like, who's the woman that is looking mm. at who's been yeah, looking yeah, after Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that is my sister. And he's like, oh, wait, I killed his husband. And he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, he's probably at that point, he's like, maybe I should be oh a little bit God. more respectful. Yeah. Fucking hell. On you, Nathan. But I just, yeah. And I think that also shows, like you were saying before about the samurai, you know, the patriarchy. Yeah. And like, she had no choice. No. She had to take care of this man who killed her husband. Her kids had to live in that same house mm. as the man who killed their dad. Yeah. And, like, that little one is never going to remember who he, I mean, I know it's a movie, but he's still not going to remember yeah. who his dad is. Yeah, exactly. And I was just, that's shit. Yeah, that sucks. And actually. now he walks through the house in his muddy shoes. <laughs> Insult to injury. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's an interaction between the family where Nobutada gets Nathan to come eat a meal with them and, like, the, the littlest kid keeps making faces. And oh, she so she is so fucking pissed off with the whole thing. She's like, he smells like a pig. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And Nathan knows that she's not saying, like, she has nothing good to say. Yeah. And, like, when he looks and at her. And then they're laughing. She's, and, and she's like. Yeah, that really that polite, tight smile. smile. Yeah. <laughs> she's very regal. She's yes. just beautiful. So it's so composed. So yeah. I wrote, did I write down Taka? Uh, Koyuki is her yeah. name. So she's just like known by the mono name. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> he, oh, after they eat, the kids go out and uh, have a little battle with their fake like practice swords. And one of the kids drops the sword. Nathan picks it up, and they're like, "Have a go!" And so practice fighting. And then the master and our friend Master Swordsman oh. uh, Ujio is Ujio. kind of like. Huh. No, as I love about the Japanese language is how aggressive it can sound oh, so yes. quickly. Like, yeah. He has a go at him and then they have a bit of sword fight. Nathan does a shit job, but he's also just like he will not give up Yes, ever. even when he gets knocked into the mud, he's yeah. like cracked over the back of the head with this piece of wood mm. and he still gets up and keeps trying, which so I, I think, think is what everyone sees in him. Begrudgingly have to respect. Yeah, that he's still fact, yeah. giving it a He will never a red hot go. give up until he's fucking dead. So yeah. Yeah, he keeps fighting again and again. Like, and that's Tom Cruise's face in the mud. Like, and you watch him, he falls in the mud, and his face is in the mud. I'm like, is Tom Cruise just rubbing his face in the mud? <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love thinking about Tom Cruise doing like, like really. Like the acting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, just squish your face in there, right? Just, yeah, you gotta make it look like you've just fallen in there. Get a fucking mouthful of mud, dude. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he meets with Katsumoto again. Um, they have a conversation about General Custer who led. Oh, yeah. I like this bit. This yeah. is like I'm getting respect for top, for Nathan in this movie yeah. by this point. Because Katsumoto you know, asks about what his rank was and everything and he talks about who, who was a leader and he's like, Custer. So Custer was famous. Like, so Custer's last stand famously, it was in the Indian Wars 
where he had only like 500 soldiers versus thousands and thousands of Native Americans and they were defeated terribly. But the way that... Katsumoto, yeah. Or, or the, the, or way, the, sorry, the, the world, yeah. The world like, looks at what Custer did is always like, you know, people criticise it. But overall, people kind of have like this warped idea that he was a hero that did yeah. this, but he really like led his men to slaughter. Yeah, and that's what Nathan's pointing out in the movie. He's like, yeah. no, he was an idiot and a yeah. coward and he didn't have any respect for anyone's lives. He just like went for it. But then Katsumoto was like, oh, I think that was kind of cool. But yeah, like, like, but looking, he's looking at it through his own lens of like these are people who've trained for this all their lives. Yes, and this is they there is an honor, an honor, and, yeah, that's right, and all that sort of thing. Whereas Nathan's like, no, there's no, no honor in battle. There's not because they're running after little kids on horseback and shooting them. Yeah, and all yeah. these people who are conscripted into the army. Yeah, they've got war. these previous occupations before yeah. that. So their this, occupation is not war. Yeah, so yeah, they they have a like, big misunderstanding of how war kind of works in mm. each of their different cultures. But that's also liked is that Nathan was not glorifying mm. the American armies yeah. at all. He was just not into it. Which is uh, how we start seeing how Nathan becomes like, yeah, he hates where he's from and he's actually starting to, he soon starts finding that, oh, I I didn't think I belonged anywhere, but maybe I belong here because. (laughs) Maybe I'm really Japanese. Maybe (laughs) what my ethics were in America didn't work, but they Mm. might actually work. Yeah. And there's other culture, which is, uh, yeah, we explore soon. A bit more voiceover of talking about being his experience as a captive. And this is when he starts to finally kind of accept, he's wearing his, like they, they launder it for him, but wearing his military uniform that he was captured in but then at one point he decides to try the traditional outfits and left out <laughs> yeah for it's been left out <laughs> and just it was great because he comes out in it and he's like hmm. he's like realizes he can move really well in it yeah yeah he and was like, like trying it out but then that's when my dog fucking went sick <laughs> he's like how dare tom cruise doing that yeah. Yeah, it was really cute because he was like checking to see if I was watching him. And he's doing these big lunges and like because had he been training by then with the summer? I think he was. Yeah, they were starting to do some um, yeah a little bit of training like because he went to to join them and yeah. yeah. Um, so he's like trying out the move like a little imaginary sword. Yeah. And, well, maybe he's only been watching to this point. I don't know. I can't remember now. I thought he'd been training. So that's why he was doing the moves. Because like, how does he know Tai Chi? Mm. That's what it looked like he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a nice kind of scene where um, he has lunch again. He's having like dinner or lunch with. Oh, him. he's writing his little diary. Oh no! When he oh yeah, that's and right. then the kids doing his calligraphy. And yeah, what's that? Oh, yeah, more training. No, he's, he's training. I'm trying to read my notes. It's fucking horrendous here. <laughs> like as I'm trying to watch the movies, scribbling them down. Yeah, um, he's learning more Japanese. He's training. At one point, Taka begs her brother Katsumoto if mm. that she can have permission to end her own life because yes. just she feels so disgraced. Yeah, and Katsumoto is like absolutely fucking not. Yeah, like, she, like she please let this guy leave. I'm begging you I don't want to look after him anymore like it was awful for her yeah this poor woman and then Katsumoto's like well, whatever he's fine I like yeah. him <laughs> I he's enjoy our conversations <laughs> with him she's like cool thanks <laughs> it's now winter so I was like trying to work out because those the houses are so airy like I wonder yeah, how they and actually they're sitting in like their little haoris like mm. out like the little boy was meditating yeah in the snow and I'm like they must have like it must be really warm in their clothes yeah like the layering must be yeah it's fascinating it's really interesting to me too <laughs> so, like, it looks cold Tucker witnesses him having some really wholesome interactions with the with the children as well yeah. which I think she at some point after this is starting to warm to him a little bit yeah because this is what this is not my thought this is my husband's thought and so I think he should have been here <laughs> so he was very philosophical about this movie which is cute because he's not like this yeah but he was saying how she could he she could could see that he was in her house not as like a murderer that killed her husband but he was just a guy that like he wasn't there viciously he's yeah. being nice to the children he's doing his best he was helping carry the wood with the little boy yeah. and so that's when they have their first positive interaction together yeah is when he helps her with her chores and she's like no 
Japanese men aren't meant to do this. And he's like, yes. well, I'm not Japanese. Yes. So I'm going to help you. And she's, and then that's when he shows that he has learned Japanese. Yeah, because he's speaking Japanese to her. Yeah. yeah. And he apologised really profusely for yeah. like what happened with, with your husband and everything. And she's like, at that point goes, oh, okay, maybe I don't hate him anymore. Yeah. And accept his apology, and which is very sweet. Yeah, um, which is huge. Cause, and also like her husband was a samurai, so he's going to die at some point. Yeah. And I think, at this but then point, to have the guy in your house is a whole new yeah, it's a, thing to deal with. Very undignified thing to put on someone. So yeah. humiliating. But yeah, I think she's come. She's at this point finally coming to terms with. She probably, probably would have. Been, she probably would have <laughs> grieved, like gotten over her grieving and everything much sooner if he'd not. Yeah, been if there. he was not there in her face, screaming yeah. for Saki and yeah, and drawn into a battle that should never have happened, really, yeah. because I can white people. But anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The weather starts clearing up, so it must be coming to spring. Nathan, by this point, is like fully feeling at oh, home he and everything. Is fluent in Japanese, also. Yeah, in like and he three months doesn't. He's feeling good. Yeah, he has never not had such a restful sleep in his yes. life. It's also been the longest time he's stayed in one place since he was seventeen. Left, left the farm. Oh my god, tell me about the farm. <laughs> um, so we see lots of training. He's training with Ujio and the other samurai are placing bets. And at one point, they're like, "He, oh yeah, how many hits he can take?" And yeah. He's like, oh, Five. Yeah. And they actually draw at one point and everyone's like, whoa. Oh, that was – I liked that because it wasn't Nathan overpowering yeah. the warrior. Yeah. The love he, of my life. Oh, that was – It was um, the draw. And I also it was because that was from, yeah, some training earlier where Nobutada is like, no mind. And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, your mind is here, your mind's there. Yeah, mind too there. many mind. Yeah. Too many mind, no mind. And then, so he's just thinking no mind. And, yeah, he did that. Helps him, he like, centre himself and just – Yeah. Which I think – wouldn't that be great to have that in everyday life? Oh, yeah. If I could deal. just be like – If I could no mind <laughs> – would be such a happy girl. Absolutely, do not know how to do that. <laughs> so yeah, this this is kind of the point where Nathan has fully realised I actually really like being here. Yeah. I'm not. I don't feel like a prisoner anymore. And I think the community has now accepting like him. accepting him, not you know as a someone who, samurai. They're not accepting no, him as a samurai. Own thing, but yeah, he's yeah. accepted as like okay, this he's not such a bad guy. He, he's he, doing his best. He seems to yeah, he's trying and he's actually immersing himself in our culture, which is pretty nice. This all culminates in they're watching a play like a kabuki kind of play. Yeah. And I love how Katsumoto comes down and is like over hamming it up. So cute. Cause I feel like that was just Ken Watanabe being himself. Like with the fight like how many samurai lords would do that? I yeah. don't know. It was just really cute and unexpected. His little face. Yeah, and everyone like, was like overacting. Ah. Yeah, wigging out about it. it was very cute. Yeah. But as they're watching it and Nathan's having a little laugh along and he actually sees some on the roof and there's fucking ninjas. Ninjas. <laughs> there's ninjas in a samurai movie. Just out of nowhere, so, ninjas. Oh, you said you I didn't lost know, my mind. I didn't know why they came. So they work out that it was. I know they were there to kill Yeah, him. so Amura would have set, set them up too. Oh, okay, because I thought that was it, but I was just like, I wasn't sure because I was just too excited that there was ninjas Yeah, and they were fighting them. And then at some point Nathan is like, oh, there's like, he used a chair. Yeah. And then the sword went through the chair and then the ninja pushes his head like down to the sword and like yeah. he's going to get decapitated. And the little kid runs to get his dead dad's samurai sword. Yeah. And this kid's like not even 10, oh, I think. No, he? no, he would be like six or something. Like this little kid and he's got the sword and he's like trying to fight the ninja. And then that gives Nathan the motivation he yeah. needs to get like a little, what was like a razor or something on the ground? I can't remember. And like stabs the ninja and then gets up and then yeah. saves the little like, boy. Pr- protects the whole entire family. Like uh, I think that point... 
Because he also, during the Kabuki play, he saw the ninjas and he called out the Lord's name. Katsumoto and then... And when he turned, the other guy got... Shot in the face. Instead of Katsumoto. Yeah. So I feel like if Nathan wasn't there in their village, he would have died. Yeah. But then also that little kid would have died. And so it was kind of like the big redemption moment for him. Like this was his purpose for being there. Yeah. It was lucky that they did have him there that whole time because he just saved all these people. Yeah. Not like and, in a white saver kind of way, but he just helped out a lot. Because he was kind of like his community now, so he was looking yeah. out for... And yeah, and I saw that because he ran away from the Kabuki. He was carrying the kids and playing yeah. Taka with him. And yeah. was, I, I really like, love him. the bit where like he and Katsumoto have their backs to each other and are fighting. You're yes, like, I love that too. It was, it was so just, well done. <laughs> I'm such a huge sceptic for these kind of movies. Yeah. And I was just really enjoying it, which yeah. is really nice because I like enjoying movies. Yeah. <laughs> and not being like, oh, here we go. Oh, but, look, the white guy's fighting with the Japanese. But the best thing about it is because you had it. I mean, I, I gave you a warning when you said, I don't yes. think I like it because of this. And I'm like, look, I don't want to spoil anything, but I don't think it's it's not quite It kind of gave me a little bit more hope yeah. because I was like, this is going to be a really interesting review with both of us. Mm. We're not into white power, basically. (laughs) Like, we're not fans of that at all. And then I was like, if both of us are reviewing a movie about a white guy being the last samurai, it is going to be, like, very heated and, like... I mean, I have, we have read a few Tom Cruise movies that we don't like. So yeah. I couldn't be negative about yeah, it. Yeah, so I was ready for that. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, because of all this happening, I guess there's been communication back with Tokyo and they've been given safe, they're now being in safe passage. So like, because Nathan's kind of like pressing him, like, who did this? Was it the emperor? And he's like, if the emperor wanted me to die, he would just have to ask. And I yeah. Would. Well, I didn't realise until like I read something that he trained the emperor. He was a teacher. The teacher. Um, yeah. I don't know what he taught. Like, I don't know if he actually taught like physically fighting or if he just taught bushido or whatever. Yeah, probably wasn't. I don't know. But yeah, he's actually very close with. So he was on the yeah. council and everything. Yeah. And so he's very, very loyal to the emperor still. But yeah, which is really sweet. They did have a like a respect for each other. Mm. It was just like you said earlier. Like the emperor did not have any power. Yeah. So it kind of he sucked. had to kind of do what people around yeah. him, what his people around him wanted them to yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, this is the part where Katsumoto is being really philosophical about cherry blossoms. Oh, I loved that. Among yeah. the cherry, and he's writing a he's writing a haiku or something, yeah. and he doesn't know the last line. And, and he was talking he's about how it doesn't matter, like how you can see every single cherry blossom, and oh, I can't remember how oh, it yeah. went. You can you can search your whole life for the perfect cherry blossom, and it would not be a wasted life. Yeah, oh, and I was gosh. like, oh boy, <laughs> calm down, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> It's really and sweet. And he's talking to the cherry blossoms and it's very pretty. Like also, it's a very beautiful. This is also foreshadowing, which we'll talk about. I love I love which it. Which is going to be the second episode, I think, uh, at <laughs> this, uh, this rate we're going. So, yeah, they're going to Safe Passage back to Tokyo. Uh, he returns Nathan's bag of books. So earlier when... Nathan was still like recovering and then writhing around in pain and everything. Katsumoto took his little bag. So it was actually like a Native American it's like a little, yeah. satchel bag that he wrote all his diaries in and he actually took some of the diaries and was reading them and learning yeah, about. Yeah, he's drawing like little, he's got little diagrams and he's got yeah. very beautiful handwriting. Yeah. He gives back all these books and everything and it's kind of heavily implied that they're actually now friends. Like they're not captive and captor. It's actually like a mutual respect and they actually are friends now, which yeah. is really nice. And I guess I think that's where we should probably leave this episode. Um, I knew we we're going to talk a lot about yeah. this, um, but we are exceeding expectations <laughs> at the moment. Um, so yeah, we will 
cut it off here. There's still a lot to go, so good luck to there's us. There's a good battle coming. <laughs> there's yeah, there's, there's some emotional deaths. I cry a bunch in this movie. There's some very symbolic. Hopefully when I try and explain the symbolism, I don't have a little weep again. I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do cry. I'm not much of a crier. I've only cried in the Vanilla Sky one. That <laughs> <laughs> fucked me, that <laughs> movie. Yeah, okay. So we'll cut it there. You can join us next week where we will finish part two of The Last Samurai. For the moment, where can we find you online? If you want to, I'm on Instagram at maxcalifornia underscore. And that's just my sewing stuff. Like I just sew things. Yeah. That's about it. Very good job of sewing. Oh, thank you. I would love to be, like I was saying to Cara before, we're watching the behind the scenes. I would love to be doing the costumes for movies. Like even it's just like a regular everyday Mm. movie. But like honestly, doing the samurai costumes, researching that, seeing samurai costumes in real life. And then replicating them. That'd be amazing. But there's none of that on my Instagram. So don't <laughs> don't get your hopes up. <laughs> and if you just like how handmade fashion that's really cool and uses awesome materials no. and you make me jealous because I shouldn't know how to sew, but I just am too fucking lazy. You're a very huge inspiration <laughs> for a lot of the things that I make, Cara. I'm like, would Cara wear this? I'll make it. Probably. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Um, as per usual, if you want to find me on the internet, it is Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram, Tom Cruise Review, no S on the end on Twitter, TomCruiseReviews.com. And if you have a minute, if you want to uh, maybe leave me a little review on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast on, I keep forgetting to ask people this and it means a lot if you do. Um, otherwise, hold out for next week where we continue talking about Last Samurai. Bye. Bye. Bye.